0: Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, 2021's over. Have a post-2021, pre-2022, not 2020 pastor said 2020 a few times this morning so uh that's all right i do that myself sometimes but anyway 2022 is here it's hard to believe you know amy said something to me the other day uh actually new year's eve uh we're you know we're watching the ball drop in new york you know with everybody over the house and and uh gave my wife the ceremonial kiss you know and uh that's all right we're married and um And she looked at me, she said, well, did you think we'd be here at this point? And I said, I sure didn't. I didn't didn't think we'd still be here at this point. But I tell you, God's got good things for us. And uh, as long as we're here, there's good things God has in store for us, sir, man. And I know 2021 is done, but uh, has God done good things for you? Has God been good to you in 2021? You know, I've heard some people say 2021 was a hard year, terrible year. Uh, But you know, there's a lot to be thankful for. A lot to be thankful for last year, 2021, and not just that it's over, uh, but a lot to be thankful for because God has been good. I think sometimes we we forget just the faithfulness of God and how good he is to us. Uh, But tonight, you know, I want to talk about something, uh, and actually it's kind of a couple things mixed into one. And um, do you want to enlarge your capacity to receive more of God and from God in 2022? God's been good before, but do you want to enlarge your ability, your capacity to receive of and from, you know, those are two different things, receive of him and receive from him. Well, we're going to talk about some things that will help us receive more of and from our father in 2022. Amen. I want to talk about being thankful tonight. Thankful, being grateful. Uh, however you want to title it is thankful, grateful, whichever one you like better you can choose. But, um, we want to enlarge our capacity, and thankfulness is key, gratefulness is key. Go through over to Hebrews 13, and we're going to look at the 15th verse uh, here in, in, in the end of the book here of Hebrews. Thank God for His goodness, amen? Hallelujah. Hebrews 13, the 15th verse, it says, Therefore, by Him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, what? Giving thanks to His name, I love the amplified of this. It says, "Through whom, there, through Him, therefore, let us constantly and at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of uh, the fruit of our lips, the fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify His name." Notice, thankfully acknowledge, confess, and glorify His name. You know, being thankful, being grateful, I have a, like I said, I've got several things I want to, uh, uh, to get to tonight, uh, being grateful, being thankful, uh, really allows us to enjoy what God has done in our life. You know, you, you can have a lot, but if you're not thankful or grateful, if you have your eyes on the wrong thing, you know, there's a lot of miserable people who've got a lot of good stuff and even have a lot of fame, a lot of opportunities, and they're absolutely miserable. You know, I know in my generation, my 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 day, uh, you know, Nirvana was the big band. You know, when I was graduating high school, that was the big band, the people, what everybody was listening to. And you had the lead singer of that group was, was Kurt Cobain, was wealthy, extremely wealthy, extremely famous. I mean, everywhere he knew, people knew who he was. I mean, he got the best of everything. He got preferential treatment. And, uh, you know, at a very young age, I don't, I don't know how old he was. He wasn't very old, but he took his own life. You can have all of these things and yet be miserable on the inside. You know, thankfulness, gratefulness, being grateful, being thankful is a choice that we make, right? And so it helps us to really enjoy what we have, but also, uh, positions us to receive more good things. You know, the opposite of that is sure being ungrateful causes us to not enjoy things. And it doesn't position us. In fact, it gets us out of position to receive more good things. Go through to Hebrew, or to, you're in Hebrews, go to James, uh, the fourth chapter, just over a book to the right. James, the fourth chapter. Like I said, if got, I, we're talking about great, being grateful, being thankful uh, tonight. And I kind of want to tie in a couple ideas uh, into this. And uh, here in James chapter four, uh, this is in the the, the sixth verse. Of course, the first part of that says, uh, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says this part I want to focus on God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Every time I read that scripture, that's the one thing I definitely don't want to be said that or have happened to me. I don't want God resisting me. If anything, I don't want God to do. I don't want resistance to be the thing that he does where I'm concerned. But it says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So I said, I want to talk about thankfulness, being grateful, being thankful tonight, but also want to talk a little bit about grace. Because it says here that God gives, he resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Before we go any further, what is, what, what, what grace is not? Look at a couple things. Grace is not, it's not just something we say before we eat. It is something you say. Uh, it's not just a cultural thing, being, you know, sophisticated, elegant, being graceful on the football field, being a graceful uh, route runner when you're playing football, whatever it is. It's not just some random theological concept. It's not a it's not a license to sin. So grace is not a license to sin. By the way, if you haven't read Tony Cook's book on the DNA of grace, you ought to read it. It's a great book. It's a great study on grace. Uh, grace is not something that's cheap. It's not based upon someone's performance. It's, uh, it's also not the absence of challenges or effort. There's a lot of things that it's not. You're, you're there in, uh, in James. Go back to Hebrews. Let's go back to Hebrews. Hebrews is the fourth chapter. We were in the 14th chapter before. We'll, we'll hop on back to the fourth chapter. We're talking about being grateful, being thankful. This is part of it. Hebrews four the fourteenth uh, verse through sixteenth verse says seeing that the, then that we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens Jesus the Son of God let us hold fast our confession I always like reading we're going to read focus on the sixteenth verse but I always like fourteen to fifteen when I'm reading sixteen so for we do not have a high high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses but um, but was in all points tempted as we were yet without sin I'm so thankful. That he understands what we're going through. He understands what we experience on a daily basis. That's why he's a great high priest. He's able to function in that position. But verse sixteen says, with these things in mind, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So we know what grace is not, it's not just like I said the things we talked about, it's not a it's not a license to sin. Uh, but also something that grace is not, it's not mercy. Grace and mercy are two different things. We've got a saying, something we like to do in the uh, in the youth, youth department over in Rage when we play a game or we do something and someone fails miserably or doesn't win and they want a second chance. We chant what? No grace, no grace. And so it's just something we do. And Because no mercy doesn't sound quite as nice, so we say no grace, no grace, when they want it to to go again, it's all in good fun. So um, we have the thing that we do, but grace and mercy are two different things. It says here that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We can boldly approach the throne of grace to get mercy, to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Tony Cook, in that book, he, he gave this great example of, of what grace and mercy, mercy and grace is. He said, he gave the example of you get a speeding ticket. I know no one here has had a speeding ticket in a while. And Anybody need any speeders in the house? Don't raise your hand. All right. So when you get a speeding ticket, you know, you appear before the judge, you got a speeding ticket. Let's say you've got a, a large speeding ticket. And um, mercy would be uh, going to the judge and the judge saying, you know, uh, you've got this fine and you don't have to pay it. I'm going to have mercy. You don't have to pay this fine. The fine's still there, but he just says, you don't have to pay it. That's mercy. You've got, you've obtained mercy. Grace is uh, going before the judge and him saying, yeah, you've got this fine and I'm going to have grace for you. I'm not going to, I'm going to give you mercy. I'm not going to require you to pay it, but I'm going to extend grace to you. I'm going to pay it for you. So, so the fine no longer exists because I'm actually covering it. I'm going to wipe out the fine. I'm going to pay it myself And the grace of God goes beyond that. It's like the same judge then following you to the parking lot and seeing the car that you're getting into. And maybe he says, you know what, you can have a nicer car. Let me give you keys to a brand new car that I just bought. Grace even goes beyond that. It's something that goes beyond even what you're asking for, goes beyond what you're needing. It, It follows you, it chases after you. You know, we've all had times where we need mercy, but we can have mercy, obtain mercy, but we can also find grace as well, grace to help in time of need. So, mercy and grace are two different things. Uh, there's a scripture in uh, Romans chapter six. You can go with me there. So Romans six, the twenty third chapter. I'm going somewhere. Romans six twenty three. Scripture. I'm sure that most of you know. Hopefully, you know. It says, "For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ." You know, the old saying, we had a debt we couldn't pay. Jesus paid a debt he didn't know. It's a gift. Grace is a gift, and it's something that we don't deserve. One of the most common uh, definitions of, of grace is it's unmerited favor. It's the favor that you don't deserve it, but I'm going to cover your bill, and then I'm going to follow you to the parking lot and give you a new car that you actually broke the law in. I'm going to replace it for you. And so it's something that uh, uh, is an amazing uh, thing and it really is the foundation of our life. The grace of God is the very foundation of our life people say oh it 's my faith. no before your faith, grace is the foundation of your life and it 's a terrible thing that uh, uh, many have tried to I say many that comes from the enemy it 's a doctrine of demons that that the enemy has tried to pervert uh, the subject of grace and the meaning of grace to turning into something that it 's not. It is unmerited favor, but beyond that it 's also supernatural ability. To overcome whatever you need in your life. Find mercy, right? And grace to help in time of need. The grace of God is vital for you and I. I thought we are talking about being thankful, being grateful. We are. The grace of God is vital in your life. It is the ability that you require... And the ability that you need to do whatever God has asked you to do, to enter into whatever He has prepared for you, all of the things that that belong to you, you access them through grace. You don't access them through mercy. You access them through grace. And so, you know, we we read the scripture. We started there in James chapter four that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. So we can see where pride and grace are related to one another. Like I said, I'm going somewhere. They're kind of, kind of different, but they're not. They're tied together. So grace is something that we need, something that we're, we're requiring in our life. But we can see here that pride puts us in a, in a position where a God actually has to resist us and it's the humble person that receives the grace. When talking about being grateful, being thankful, we have to avoid something Called the I deserve it trap. The I deserve it trap. Has anybody ever dealt with an I deserve it tra- trap? That is pride in manifestation. You know, it's interesting. Pastor's been uh, uh, ministering in the last several weeks, not this morning, but the last several weeks leading up to this about the different fruit of the spirit. Go to Galatians chapter five. Galatians, the uh, fifth chapter. And I don't know about any of you, but I hope you've been going back. I've been going back and reading these things. And, you know, everybody has New Year's resolutions, this they want to do, that they want to do. One of the things I talked to the Lord about the other day, I said, you know, I want, I want to uh, allow these fruit of the Spirit to grow in my life more than they have before. Are you saying, Pastor Greg, you have room to grow? Absolutely, and so do you, right? And uh, I want these things to grow in my life. I want the work of the Holy Spirit in me to be more evident this year than it was in previous years. I want the end of the year to look different because these things have grown in my life and, and the fruit of the, of the recreated spirit, the Holy Spirit on the inside of me has grown. But in, in Galatians chapter 5, we have in the 22nd verse, let me turn there, I'm in the wrong place, yeah, there we go. Uh, th- but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, Against such there is no law. Let me read this to you out of the Amplified. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes is love, joy, which is gladness, peace, patience, and even temper and forbearance, kindness, goodness, which is benevolence, and faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, and well, gentleness is meekness in what? Humility. So it breaks down actually what the word gentleness means. It's meekness and humility. It goes on self-control, which is self-restraint. Against such, there is no law that can bring a charge. Like I said, things, when when it says here in in James chapter 4 that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble, pride keeps us from the grace of God, the ability, the unmerited favor of God, the thing that's the foundation of our, of our, of our walk is the foundation of our faith. It's, it's, it's what we use to access. It's we're born again by grace through faith or through, through grace by faith, right? That's how we get there. And so God resists the, 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 the proud. And, uh, one of the fruit of the spirit there is humility, which is the opposite of pride. And uh, two words that can cut you off, like I said, from this is I deserve. I deserve. I know nobody here has ever had those thoughts, but it is something that we have to watch. I deserve. If we're going to be thankful, if we're going to be grateful, if we're going to position ourselves for more in 2022, have to make sure we're avoiding the I deserve trap. You can't be gracious, gracious to someone who believes or feels they deserve something i read that again. You can't be gracious to someone who believes or feels they deserve something. Pride involves entitlement. I deserve is entitlement. You know, one of the things that, 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 I, that I've said before and, 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 and I kind of remind myself of, I don't want what I deserve. <laughs> right. I, I, I say that and I laugh, but I really don't want what I deserve. There's not a day that goes by that I want really that I really want what I deserve. Not a day that goes by. I don't want that. God can't extend grace to us if we believe or feel we deserve something from him. It stops a gift, it stops something from being a gift and turns it into payment. Like I said, we don't want what we deserve. You know, one of, the, one of the reasons when we look back at, at, a, at a year at times like this, people look back and, like I said, I've heard people say, oh, you know, not here, but heard people say, oh, 2021 was terrible and so glad to be done with it. A lot of those people, people focus on the things they don't have, the things that, that haven't gone right, the problems that they've experienced, or maybe the, uh, uh, the things they don't understand or the, or the uh, recognition they didn't get. And uh, they're, they're, the problem with focusing on these things and not being grateful, not being thankful is it causes our faith, which is trust and confidence. That's what faith is. It's our trust and confidence. It causes our faith, our trust, our confidence to grow in who we're not and what we don't have and the areas that we, we that, that we've fallen short and, and reduces our ability to believe God and trust, have faith, trust, and confidence in him to do something different than us. So not being grateful actually brings more of the things we're ungrateful for into our lives. So if we're not grateful, if we don't have a grateful heart, a thankful heart, we're actually calling because we are people of faith. Every person born again or not, they're a person of faith. Because we're we're spiritual beings created in the image of God with his nature, his likeness. We're made like him. He is a spirit and he is a faith God. That's how he operates. Well, we are spirit people and we operate by faith. Where is our trust? Where is our confidence? And what things are we pulling into existence? Not being grateful, not being thankful actually causes more of those things to come to us. And one of the biggest problems, reasons for that is an I deserve it mentality. I deserve better in 2021. Well, you know, in some levels, maybe you did, but you know, we, 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 we have to be careful of that in our lives of having an, I deserve mentality an I deserve outlook. Uh, you know, we, we talk, we don't talk much here about, about the devil. Um, but you know, before he was Satan or he was the devil, red outfit, horns, pitchfork, that guy, his name was Lucifer. Go over to Ezekiel, go to Ezekiel 28. And I think sometimes you know we 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 read things or we have different um things in scripture or, or in our faith and understanding of god's word and and we we lose sight of of it's easy to lose sight of that that these these were real individuals he's not the devil lucifer was not a person, but he was a real individual i don't know what he was he was an angel he was a real individual and um you know. What did Lucifer have? What was Lucifer looking for? What did Lucifer lose? Uh, Here in Ezekiel 28, in the 14th verse, um, it says, you are the anointed cherub who covers. I establish you. You are on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. Um, When I read this, and we're talking about Lucifer, Lucifer before the fall, uh, before he became Satan, before he, sin and iniquity was found in him, he it says here that he was the anointed cherub who covers i God established you when i when I read this, you realize he was in a place that was conferred upon him by God himself. No one could take that from him. no one but himself could remove himself from there, but in God, uh, but you know god wouldn 't removed him for without a reason. But none of the other angels could have risen up and said, you know, I want Lucifer's spot. I want, I want to be in Lucifer, Lucifer's position. Wasn't possible. Why? Because God established him. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. Verse 15, you were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. So he was perfect in all of his ways until iniquity was found in him. Go with me over to Isaiah, the 14th chapter. You're there in Ezekiel. Go over to Isaiah, chapter 14. You know, sometimes I wonder what actually goes through the devil's head at times. Does he look back and and really regret decisions that he made? Or has he just been fully consumed by rage? I would say he's probably fully consumed by his hatred of God at this point. But to his position was a really a position of great honor. In the 14th chapter in, in uh, verse 12, it says, How, it said, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. He even had a title. How you're cut down to the ground, how you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And of course it goes on to say, for yet yet you shall be brought down to Seoul, to the lowest uh, depths of the pit. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you saying, is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms, who made the whole, the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities, who did not open the house of his prisoners, all the Kings of the nations, all of them sleep in glory. Everyone has his own, but you are cast out of your grave like an abominable branch like the garment of those who are slain thrust through with a sword who go down to the stones of the pit, like a corpse trodden under feet. I think his, his fall was, was, was massive. He wasn't just an angel. He was one of the most highly regarded angels. He had access to the very throne of God and walked in the midst of the stones. Now, what are those exactly? I don't know, but it's a pretty cool place. I'm sure. Right? He had access to things that other creatures, created creatures, did not have access to. He was called the Son of Morning. But the problem with Lucifer, what got Lucifer into trouble, instead of being thankful, you know, there's angels, there's there's creatures that fly around the throne twenty-four-seven saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, what are they doing? They are recognizing how amazing God is, and they're grateful for the opportunity to be in his presence. Well, the problem with old Lucifer is he was in this position of influence and access to God and pride got a hold of him. It's an, I deserve it. got in him, he was in a place that nobody else could have in a position of great honor and an, I deserve it mentality, right? Got into him. He began to entertain these things. Instead of being thankful and grateful for what he had, he wanted something else. I deserve better. And his fall was massive. The devil wants us to start thinking I deserve, but why? Because it'll kill our faith. Like I said, he can't be gracious to someone who feels they deserve something, but you know, uh, God can't be gracious to us. That's why he has to resist the proud, the, those who are not humble. He only gives grace to the humble. Why? Because, because it, he, he, it, it, it short circuits his ability to give grace. It then requires payment. Like I said, none of us really want uh, what we deserve. Go to Matthew chapter 11. Is this all right? Matthew the, Matthew, the 11th chapter. Like I said, we're going somewhere. When initially started working on this, the whole I deserve it thing wasn't really on my radar, but but I believe uh, it's good for us tonight. Matthew 11, we'll look here in the uh, 29th verse. So Lucifer was an example of of what not to have. You know, really, Adam and Eve followed the same suit. They wanted something that, that they already had. You know, you'll be like God. They were already like God. They, they weren't grateful for what they had. They wanted the one thing that they didn't have access to. They deserved that fruit. They deserved the opportunity to taste it and to see what it was all about. So we can see that that's a negative side of the example, but Jesus is our example here. In Matthew chapter 11, the 29th verse, it says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am what gentle and lowly in heart, And you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amplified says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle, meek, and humble, lowly in heart. And you will find rest, which is relief and ease and refreshment and recreation and blessed quiet for your soul. For my yoke is wholesome, good, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne." That word here, uh, heart, that he says that he's humble or lowly in heart. It's a Greek word and I think I'd probably pronounce it cardia. It means the soul or mind and it's the foundation and seat of the thoughts, passions, desires, appetites, affections, purposes, and endeavors. So he was actually talking about he was lowly in attitude. He had a, he was lowly in his estimation. He wasn't what full of pride. You know, he exemplified this everywhere he went. I can't help but think of when the little children came to Jesus and, and the disciples were like, hey, 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 don't, don't, don't do this. Don't, don't, don't trouble him. You know, don't, don't go there. And Jesus said what? He said, listen, don't, don't keep the kids from the suffer not the little children. He, what did he say? He said, listen, you know, I, you, you know that I'm the Messiah, but these ones have access to me. I'm not too big for them to access me. You know, the reason why he was so successful with the masses, yes, he was the son of God and he walked in power, but he was lowly in heart. That's why religious people had a hard time with him because they looked for for position and they wanted, that's why they were threatened by him because of who he was, it bothered them. And, and, and they wanted something that he had. They wanted that place. Well, Jesus had this, this estimation of himself. He was humble in nature. He didn't have an I deserve it mentality with himself. It's what kept him from sinning. It's what kept him. One of the things that kept him from getting into getting in sin in the very beginning, when the when the devil tempted him, "I'll give you all of these things." I'll give pride. I deserve this. Would have been something to say. I'll take this right now. I can. I can. I'll just go take it right now. But he was lowly in heart. He wanted to do it God's way. Thankfulness, gratefulness is important. We have to make sure we watch out for an "I deserve it" mentality. Go over to uh, First Thessalonians chapter five. First Thessalonians, the, the fifth chapter. Put my clock up here, my walk, my phone up here, and didn't start the, the button when I started. I even put it right in front of me, so I can't help not to see it. And I didn't see it. That's all right. First Thessalonians chapter chapter five, 16 through 19 says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing in everything, give thanks. Do not quench the spirit says here, it says to rejoice always pray without ceasing in everything, what give thanks or be grateful, be thankful you know, that includes times. So I, I think oftentimes we read this and we think, you know, when times are tough, we're going through a situation. But a lot of times it, it involves when we're not getting what the temptation is to feel like we deserve. When we're not getting the recognition that we feel like we should have. I've invested all of this and so no one notices it. Right? Even in those times, to be thankful, to be grateful. It, notice being thankful, being, being giving thanks is tied to quenching the spirit. Remember, he gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. That word uh, quench, I won't even try to pronounce that Greek word. It means to suppress or stifle. Not giving thanks can actually su- suppress or stifle the spirit of God from moving in our life. Like I said, it's important we avoid the I deserve it trap. I deserve this. I deserve that. You know, one, one big help in avoiding this is the presume nothing and be thankful for everything. Now we're talking about being thankful, being grateful for 2021, thankful for what God has done, what, what, where we are in our life, right? And, and then positioning ourselves to experience more of that, experience more from him. And, and position ourselves to, enl- to enlarge our capacity to receive of and from him. Well, we have to deal with this and make sure that we are grateful. We're thankful and not being uh, trapped by this. It's presuming nothing and being thankful for everything. You know, if you'll do that, you'll live your life that way. You'll never be disappointed. You know, you'll never be disappointed with somebody or something. If you don't expect anything other than what the word says, you ought to expect that. That's faith, right? You ought to expect what the word says, but where people are concerned, don't expect anything. And whatever comes, whatever comes your way, be grateful for it. Whatever blessing comes, be grateful for it. And whatever, whatever blessing doesn't come from somebody, whatever recognition doesn't come from somebody, what be be grateful for it in all things. Be thankful, be grateful. Do you think Jesus had opportunities to, to, to be a little bummed out, a little disappointed in people's responses? right? Imagine him going to his home country, you know, going before his own people. Those people were special to him. It wasn't, he was, because he's the son of God, he had this sort of emotional detachment from people. These are people he grew up with. He played soccer with, right? He, he, he he was not an Arsenal fan. I mean, the people that he, 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 he ran around with, they played sports together, they, they, they laughed together. Jesus laughed and ran around. Yeah, he did all of those things. He lived a normal life. He just did it without sin. These were his friends, his neighbors. And he went home and they couldn't see who he really was. All they could just see is that's Joseph's boy over there. Who does he think he is? Do you think that, that, now he did say that a, a prophet is without honor, right? He's just in his own homeland. People don't pay attention, but he was making a point there, but he wasn't offended by it. He didn't get upset about it. He didn't, it didn't derail him because the Bible says that he was lowly in heart. He maintained this, even in that situation, he maintained a humble heart. It positioned him to walk in the grace, the ability that God had placed upon his life. You realize what he did, he did not because he was a son of God. He did as a man, just like you and I do, the same equipment that we have, he had, the same graces that was available to him are the same graces that are available to us. None of the things he did, he did because of who he was by itself. So keys to living thankful, keys to living grateful. Number one, recognize, acknowledge and be thankful or grateful. Go over to John chapter 15. John the 15th chapter. John 15, we'll look here in the, uh, the fifth verse. Keys to living thankful, being living grateful. Of course, first we could say is uh, don't have an I deserve it mentality. But we got three R's here we want to look at. First would be to recognize. John 15, 5 said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I am him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. We're talking about being grateful, being thankful for what God has done, but also moving that forward into 2022, recognize that without him, you can do nothing. That means that your ability, the thing that would would lead us to say, I deserve it, right? Really doesn't mean anything. Because if it wasn't for him, we could do nothing, right? Ephesians chapter two, Ephesians, the second chapter. We'll look at uh, verses eight and nine. have to recognize some things, you know, all of these things, you know, it's easy. Maybe you've had a tough year. Maybe there's been some things you look back and you thought, man, in 2021, this happened and, and, and being thankful for those things. It might, it might not have been something you walked in the room with tonight, but you know, you can make an adjustment. You know, anytime we see something in scriptures, we can easily just make a hard adjustment. Any of these things we see are, are easy to fix by making a decision to fix them, Right. But here it says in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, it says, For grace you have been saved through faith. It said, And not of yourselves. It is, a, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. You see, there's a lot of things tied here to, and I deserve it. There's a lot of things tied to, yeah, but I did this, I did that. That is not how grace works. Grace is ability. Grace is his unmerited favor. It's the ability to do is what we want more of in this next year, right? Go to John, the the first chapter, John chapter one. You're there in Ephesians. Go back to John chapter one. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He was in the beginning. This is John 1, 2, and 3. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. We have to acknowledge it's not about us. We have to recognize it's not about us. Well, this is not a real fun message necessarily. This is is important if we're going to get more of what God has for us. If we're going to grow, it's important, right? We have to recognize it's not about us. We can do nothing without him. Number two, we have to remember Go to Psalms 103. I believe Pastor read this from this this morning. We turned there. I don't know if we read or not, but I think we turned there. Psalms 103. Pastor, did you forget your Bible tonight? Oh, it's in her office. Okay. let <laughs> would give her a hard time. Psalms 103 here, verses 1 through 5 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that was it within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and what forget not all of His benefits: who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Who praise God. Drop on down to the 10th verse. It says, for you have, he has not dealt with us according to our sins. We didn't get what we deserve nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward us who fear him or towards, uh, toward those who feared him, fear him as far as the East is from the West. So as he removed our transgressions from us first, we recognize, then we remember what he has done. That is the choice to do. We remember what the Lord has done. Amen. And then you're in the hundred and third Psalm, turn, turn, turn to one oh five. Psalm one oh five. This is uh, verses one through nine, one through five it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people, sing to him, sing praise to him, talk of all of his wondrous works, glorify In his holy name, let the hearts of those who rejoice seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face forevermore. Remember his marvelous works, which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Make known his deeds among the people. Talk of all of his wondrous works. We recognize, we remember, and then we recount. See, these things will keep us from falling into the it's about me. It's about what, I deserve this, I deserve that. Remembering these three things will keep us from falling into this, in this place. Go back with me, Hebrews chapter 13. We started here, we'll go back, uh, we'll go back again. Hebrews chapter 13. I want the band to come on up. We're gonna have a moment of uh, just rejoicing, just being, just thanking God tonight. Hebrews, the, the 13th chapter. I thought we've already done that. Well, we can do it again. Because, you know, he's done so much. He deserves a lot more than what we've already given him. Hebrews chapter 13, the 15th verse, it says, Therefore, let us... Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Amplified once again, therefore, through him, therefore, let us constantly and at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of his lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. I want us to stand tonight. I want us to just uh, do some rejoicing some thanking. The Lord. And, and like I said, uh, you know, I wanted to talk about the, the, the I deserve it thing because it's, it's a pitfall we can fall into. I want us to, 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 this year, pastor this morning talked about this year, you know, he's at the end talking about this year. We're going we're gonna to grow. We're going to have a I forget exactly how he said it, but we're going to have a, a year of, uh, of God moving in our lives, you know. I want to make sure we, walk, we actually have those things. We walk those things out. For myself, I want that for myself. I don't wanna go into 2022 with the wrong attitude. I don't wanna walk into the to January 3rd with the wrong way of looking at things, right? With the wrong way of seeing things, the wrong way of valuing things. I wanna make sure my heart's right. That way I can position myself for more grace that God gives the, his unmerited favor, the one that would not just forgive my, not just not require me to pay the ticket, but pay the ticket for me, right? He's already paid the price for me, but the one that will follow me into the parking lot, right? And give me the things that I need to do what he's called me to do. That's the, that's the grace that I want to have in this year. That's what I want to experience this year in 2022. More of that. I want to grow in those areas. I want to have these things growing in my life. Amen.